0: Good morning, everybody. How are you? I'm alright. If I sound a little sleepy, a little low energy, it's because I am trying to not drink coffee today. And it's rough on me, because I live off of coffee. It's the only way I have any energy, but I have some heart problems that uh, are affected by caffeine, and they have been acting up pretty severely for the last couple of days, so I'm trying to hold back and be good to myself and not pump more problems into my body. Um, But it sucks, I'll be honest with you. I mean, life could be worse, don't get me wrong, I get it. But I really love coffee, you know this, I've talked about it several times on here. It's kind of my reason for living, and um, I'm fearful that I might have to stop it. My heart palpitates even more when I drink coffee, so... Uh, that's it for that conversation. It makes me too depressed to think about it. How are you guys? If I didn't say it, my name's Robin. This is me reading stuff. Today I have a little bit longer of a excerpt from a poetry book to read to you. Normally I keep it really short, but this one I timed. It's going to be about four and a half minutes. So that means I can't drone on and on and on and on in the beginning like I like to. But I did have one question I wanted to ask you guys that somebody asked me. Or actually, it was a podcast I was listening to where somebody asked, so nobody asked me face-to-face. But they asked, what is the movie that made you laugh the hardest? And what is the movie that made you cry the most? Or if you're not a big uh, crier, made you the most sad? And I immediately knew, and I flashed back to this time in my life when School of Rock with Jack Black came out. And I was living in San Antonio by myself. I I got a residency there, Art Pace. And I had my, I had like one day a week that I would take off the afternoon and go to this mall. And I wasn't keeping up with things, but I saw, I loved Jack Black because I loved Tenacious D, the TV show. So I was like, all right, sold, I'll go see this. And, um, oh my God, I remember, I was just so obsessed with it. I ended up seeing it in the theater, I think five times. So, and I still love it. I still laugh so hard at it. (laughs) I sound like such a dork right now. Um, So I'm wondering which, which TV, I mean, which movies make you laugh hard? I'm very embarrassed suddenly. I don't know what's going on. Why would I be embarrassed by this? But I am. And then the movie that makes me cry the most is The Elephant Man, for sure. And I think I've told that story on here that I saw it when I was, I believe I was three years old. It was on HBO. My dad was watching it, and somehow I got to watch it with him, and it was devastating. But I'm very grateful for it. Um, I really am. I got to watch all sorts of weird, crazy shit when I was young, and I'm I'm not mad at it. I'm really glad. I think it built character. The kind of specific character that needed to be built in me happened that way. So thank you, Dad. And don't forget, I also got to watch The Exorcist a couple years later, and I'm Catholic, so that was a little bit rough, too. Um, Okay, you guys. What I've got for you today, I'm excited about. I've been holding back on this. I'm going to be reading you Cole Swenson's, from her book, Noon. Cole Swenson, the book is called Noon. My version of it is from Green Integer. It was published in 2005, but this book was originally published in, I think, 97. Uh, Well, let's see. Cole Swenson... She's a poet, translator, professor. She has a Guggenheim Fellowship and a Penn Award for Translation, which I love translators. I had two different friends of the podcast separately email me within the first, I would say the first couple of months of this podcast being on. Uh, personal stories about Cole Swenson, both of which were really touching and proved Cole Swenson to be as wonderful a human as she is a poet. And I, I wasn't as familiar with her as I wanted to be. In fact, I did not have this book Noon yet, so I bought that as a result of these two people's connection to her. So this this episode goes out to you two. You know who you are. I'm not going to call you out because I don't know if you want me to tell, you, tell everybody And this is related to the human heart. It's called Should Something Happen to the Heart? 4 H, period A, period. One, if you look right here on the graph, you can see that little leap and then the plateau. A bee trying to cross a rural road. The scale is staggering. He or she may put a hand to the chest. He or she may think he's just out of breath and think how odd to forget that you'd been running so fast. 2. If the fist quickened within, and he's holding on while something else drowns. Actually, it's not a single leap, but if you look closely, you'll note an entire flight. How rash. And now it's a flying creature charging against the lighted window. It's funny what you notice and how slowly you notice that it stops. Well, in the movie, someone's life goes on, and he can surely hear you, but he won't turn around. 3. We are still not clear about the role of irregularity in the functioning of the human heart. Whether or a sudden shift, a slight skip, you lie awake, an ear just over his chest. You couldn't count, but he lives through the night anyway. And in the morning, he's fine, in fact, it seems. A certain chaos reigns as he shifts in sleep or slips and then slips back here again. Four. But if the gravity of the heart could be properly computed, which is to say its gravitational pull on the surrounding organs, arteries, and vessels, with an end to determining finally what orbits it as a strange shadow seen when the hand is held up to the heart, as a bright light shined through the body of the object just before the cardiac seizure begins, just seconds before, before the hand has had time to crawl to the breast like a nursing animal, or the fist slammed down on the table and the splinters of glass can release whatever the object is. It is now a flitting impression of a figure fleeing a stifling room. 5. In other cases, the left arm begins to ache, the blood like lead where the cry is stuck and as, if it, and as if it was struck by sudden thought. The gaze goes blank, and she thought he was going to say something, but when he didn't, she turned away thinking nothing of it. The octopus has three hearts. A bee is lost on the road. It is summer and the children are laughing and screaming on the other side of the lake, but they are hidden by the glare of the sun across the water. Six, arrhythmia that marks, but you'll note, something locked inside the chest, running. It's almost escaping. An autonomous animal intent on erasing, though the human body cannot live for even a moment without it. And if the animal gets frightened by loud noises, for instance, shouting or crying, it may find another home, or even homeless, refuse to return. Seven, recent studies have shown shock. Her hand up to her mouth, but she couldn't have. I clamped my hand, and I watched him across the room. I think he got further. The base of the regulation of the heartbeat is electrical, though it's known that at least six different conductors can be, must be, may very well be often a spiral wave breaks and falls, a sound far off. She touched her own lip as a stranger might touch it, if a stranger could ever touch another like that. Eight, the heart of the adult male is a pound to a pound and a half and roughly shaped like a hand closed and placed heel down on a table on which a glass of wine sits refracting the early evening light so that a wash of red covers over the hand and heads towards the wrist, rising. Once we were alive. It happens when you're not thinking. The breath that holds itself no longer asking anything of us. Nine. Now we study it and it doesn't hurt anymore. I love ink. It stays right there. It keeps track while the body in the air takes on some new form before it telegrams. We no longer regard the signals as chaotic. Rather, we consider that their pattern will not be repeated and he'll go on in the new language until we can no longer see him. He was playing with his child out in back of the house when the child suddenly got enormous and he couldn't recall a word. Sometimes it doesn't hurt at all. It's so good, right? But I'm even more worried about my own heart now. I don't think I want to die yet, believe it or not. Okay guys, show up, pay attention, tell the truth, don't be attached to the outcome. I'm gonna say that one more time. Show up, pay attention, tell the truth, don't be attached to the outcome. I heard this from this real estate guy and it's about you know making deals and all of that, but I think it applies to everything. I could be wrong, I don't know. Argue, argue with me, that's okay too. Uh, I think you guys are incredible and I thank you for listening. And I'm so sorry if I'm a little bit off or down or tired today, but I love you and I love talking to you and I love hearing from you. So thanks for that. I'll talk to you guys soon. Goodbye.